Hi, Ed and Lisa Young here. This is the Creative Marriage Podcast, the art of keeping your love alive. And really, no matter what life throws at you, Lisa, we can have creativity as a constant in marriage. That's right. And Ed, I love the fact that you will learn from so many different things. For example, um, in your work, in yeah. church world, you'll go to a restaurant and see how maybe the restaurant does things because I'm a pastor. really yeah. well. Yeah. And you'll go, wow, we should incorporate that. You're always learning from mm-hmm. things that we experience. So I think it's really appropriate that we're going to talk today about something that we learn in about marriage from a ping pong match. Yeah. And the creative marriage, our new book, I want you to pick this up, The Art of Keeping Your Love Alive. When you're giving us a five-star review, you can buy this book. We do talk about ping pong, some of these principles that we've learned. When I was a kid, mom and dad bought us a ping pong table, and my brothers and I were so, so excited. We played ping pong. I mean, for hours and hours and hours. And sometimes, I hate to confess this, my brother would beat me, and I would get so mad. I would just throw the paddle into the woods. Now I witnessed this, and I lost several paddles. I know when I was a kid, but now I don't. I don't get mad like if I get beat, but I did back in the day. Well, because we started dating when we were fifteen. Yeah, fifteen. You were fourteen. I was mm-hmm. fifteen, and so I witnessed some of this ping pong um, anger. Yeah, ping pong uh, trauma. The trauma. Uh, yeah. Yeah, the, something about your little ball. brother beating you, you know? <laughs> Guys, he's just like, oh! Anyway. But I do love the fact that we can look at a ping pong table and go, hey, this has something to do with marriage. It does, it does. And you might not think so. When you play ping pong, one of the things you have to do is, and have you ever seen these professional oh, men goodness. and women play? Absolutely un- Like you can't even be- see the ball Lee- go across the, the table. But, but, but their serves are amazing. And that's the first thing that I think about when I think about ping pong, these ping pong principles of marriage, <laughs> ping pong principles of marriage. I I think about serving because ping pong begins with a serve and marriage begins with a serve. How do you serve your spouse? Are you serving your spouse the way you think they need to be served? Or are you being dialed in to how they need to be served? And so I have to ask myself that question. I think you need to ask yourself that question. How do we serve our spouse? It's a lot more than just, um, oh, preparing a surprise or maybe, you know, if you're the one that does the cooking in the home, you know, here's your meal, whatever. It's deeper than that. It's serving them to a point that it's costing you something. I think that's the most valuable type of service that we can give. It costs me something. And I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about thought. I need to think about it. I need to put energy and yeah, effort, time. time. Oh, How do you serve yes. your spouse? Are you giving them the attention, time, and thought that they need? That's how you give a great serve. Well, in Matthew 20, Jesus said, if you want to become great, become a, a great server. So you're, had- you're, you're serving the ball. Think about it, serving. You are hitting the ball, and the ball is going to the other side of the table, in this context, to the side of your spouse's table. When you get married, so often we are, um, I don't know, we, we kind of put our servant heart away because we're thinking we're the ones that are going to be served. Do you think that's 
Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yes. I would say so because you go into marriage, you think, oh my goodness, he just loves me so much and he's just going to take care of all of my needs because a wife's greatest mm-hmm. um, need is security. Um, and so I'm thinking Ed's just going to provide, he's going to provide, he's going to serve, he's going to serve. And then it's like, um, he's not thinking much about that, right? No, because I think about myself. Yeah, kind of like and being and I think served. About myself. Yeah. But we have to keep our serve game on point. So we have to return serve, right? So serve. it's serving and you return serve, but we have to serve. Sometimes here here's I say this. If you're not serving, you're swerving. And that's, that's true. That's in life good. is true, especially in marriage. We have to again think about the other and, and serve them the way they want to be served, as you said, not the way we want to be served. I sometimes mess up because I'll sometimes joke around, maybe too much, sometimes. And and when I'm doing something, let's say I'm loading the dishwasher, I'll say, "Watch him because he can't help but serve. Watch him because he can't help but serve." And you so, think you, he's, know, you think he's joking? No. no. He sings that song. Doesn't it say that somewhere in the Bible you're to call attention to yourself when you serve? Yes, I don't think so. No, I'm sorry. That's my version. (laughs) That's the E-Y-V, the Ed Young version. No, you don't call attention to yourself, but sometimes I do. But serving is a part. Pardon me while I serve. (laughs) Serving is a part of the ping pong match. I just can't help it, but I serve. Let's just say you had a ping pong match and there was no serving. It It wouldn't be the game. And so in the marriage game, True. serving is a massive part, and it's always going to be a massive part. So how are we serving one another? Mm-hmm. That's a good question. And what are some things, I guess some homework would be, what, just maybe do one act of service a day? You know what I have to say? Okay. You need to observe so you can serve. Observe your spouse. Yes. See what, how they're wired, how they... Um, I don't know, receive what what's important yeah. to them. And then You might have to even ask them. Yeah. How do you want to be served? You really want to know? <laughs> I'm joking. Okay. You <laughs> I mean, say so. Yeah, How no. be served? Okay, so for okay. me, yeah, for you. you know me, acts of service I is do. one of my love languages. So whenever Ed does anything out of the yes. ordinary around the house, to pick up, to take care of our dogs, which is a big chore. All of those different, you know, we're empty nesters, so we don't have kids necessarily mm-hmm. in in the house. But we just, whenever you go that extra mile, that just mm-hmm. speaks volumes of love to me. So that's how you serve. It's great it means to know me. How about me? How, how do I serve? What What's um, important to you? Uh, I, I like the way you make uh, uh, meals. Uh, but you, you also, the, uh, if I think romantically, if you make the coffee first, yes, thinking romantically, like initiating intimacy, yeah. Like I walk in, you look at me, me telling you what your service. Like I walk in the house are. after a long day and you attack me. That, that that's serving. Okay. All right, but be creative in how you serve. <laughs> Woo! All right. Also, to keep kindness in play in that ping you pong keep, match. If you're playing ping pong, just. You know, you're rallying back and forth, back and forth. You have that rally going. Uh, you you want to you want to keep kindness in the rally. That's good. And, and many times, guys, how many times have we had a rally going, and we just slam the ball and we kill the rally? <laughs> 
That was fun. So when you're having a rally in your relationship and all of a sudden you you take it too far. Yes. If you like sing a song about serving or something like that. Yeah. It takes it too far. But anyway, keep kindness. Ephesians 4.32, we said it a while back, but say it again. The Bible says, be kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake has forgiven you. That's good. We're commanded. Somebody slap somebody appropriately. We're commanded to be kind. Isn't that weird? Be kind. But I'll tell you, Ed, I must confess that sometimes I can be on the phone talking to a friend and I am so kind and compassionate and I'm listening to what they're talking about, what they're going through. And then Ed comes in Mm. and you know what? Ed is there all the time. He's, He's just... You know, mm-hmm. I hate to say a fixture, but he and I are fixtures in our house. And so often I can share so much kindness with people who aren't common to my life and just have nothing left to give you as far as kindness. I, I hope that makes sense. It's just that we can be kind to a lot of people, but the most important it person does. to be kind to is our spouse. One of the things, too, about ping pong, it definitely begins with the serve and you have to keep the rally going. But you need to avoid those spins and slams. You spin the ball really well when playing ping pong. Like you, it comes across the net and you think it's going to bounce this way yeah. and it bounces the other way. Thank you. You've got that spin going. Well, it's okay. Yeah. And then I can't return. I can't keep the ball in play. No. And, and, usually and that ends the game. If, if Lisa's beating me in ping pong, which is I'm rare, never gonna I'll just start spinning and slamming. And and you can't do that in marriage though. No, you don't. You've actually, when we play ping pong, you usually play with your left hand. I do because you're right-handed, and so mm-hmm. he's given me a. But I'm not a great advantage. ping pong player. But, uh, but spins but, and yes. slams are attacks. What would be a spin? A spin? Yeah, in marriage, you're just where you're trying. You're you're just annoying. Or the, you take uh, something out of context that maybe he said or she said. You kind of put your little spin on it. Yeah. That's what the enemy does. That's what Satan does. He puts his sinister spin on things. That's right. And a slam is where you, you just use slam words them. or actions to just put your spouse in their place and, and you degrade them and and that never ever. Yeah, ever and, works. and and also too, you can degrade them one on one. You can also degrade them in front of your family. You can degrade them in front of groups you can, of people. But you shouldn't. Oh, you shouldn't. No. No. But you can, and, and and we've we've been around couples who have done those things, and it's very uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable for the it's spouse like, that's getting slammed, but it's also uncomfortable for everybody that's around. Do you remember the episode of The Office? You know the dinner, and and man, uh, Jan. That's and assuming everybody watches they, the they Office. They watch it. Jan and Michael uh, got into this major major brouhaha, and man, that was uh, well. It was, so I even got uncomfortable. They did such a good job, the writers. I got uncomfortable watching it. So that's how bad it was. Avoid spins and slams. And here's something that sounds obvious, but it's deep. Play on your side of the table. Matthew 7, 3. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank or the sequoia tree? Timber! In your own eye. This is a verse that I feel like is just so up in your grill mm-hmm. because my first inclination is to see what's wrong with everybody else. My first inclination is to see what you're messing up on versus 
seeing what. So I'm you're saying it's tempting just to drop the paddle and go to your the side other. and say, "Look, this, yeah, yeah, yeah." So you have to stay on your side of the stay net. Stay on my side of the net. Isn't that be good? Res- be responsible. I've got to be responsible for me and make sure that I'm behaving in a manner worthy of the Lord. You know, being being. Well, Wasn't the- there a book that was written years ago on marriage? Lord changed me. Or was it, yes, was it yes, yes. Oh, that's an old one. That's an I old read school that, one. but it was it was the premise was this woman was married to a non-believer and she just found fault in so many things that her husband you know, did or who he was and all Lord of that. Now, at, at one point, she loved him deeply and enough to marry him, and he was a good enough mm-hmm. person at mm-hmm. that point. But one day she was just praying, and God just revealed to her, you know what, don't worry about your husband. Let me change you and your heart, and then let me work on him. That's great. And so instead of me being the one that wants to change you, Mm -hmm. I need to let God work on me. And ultimately when he refines me, it will refine him. I like, I like to, um, I like keeping score in ping pong. Some people play to 11, some people play to 21 or you play the best two out of three in marriage. Scorekeeping does not work. Let me say that again. Scorekeeping does not work. Scorekeeping does not work. You cannot keep score. Yeah. Although it's tempting, we to, don't. How, what does keeping score look like? Well, I could go, Ed, do you remember I did this for you? I did this for you. Mm-hmm. I did this for you. I did this for you. What have you done for me? And that's What type, have you done for me lately? Bum, bum, that's bum, a type bum. of scorekeeping. My service to Ed yep. and my love for him is going to be unconditional, and I'm just going to do these things because I love you. But, you know, again, Lisa, ping pong, it, those, these ping pong principles are huge. That's right. They should be a priority in our lives. So How about this one? Let's play together. Yep. Let's lay together. Yes. Let's pray together. Yes. And we will... Stay together. I like ending on that note. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to the Creative Marriage Podcast and leave a five-star. I'm talking about a five-star review. We'll see you later. Bye-bye.